0: Diane Tom joins us to talk about title insurance versus attorney opinion letters. The housing market begins to cool off, making sellers freak out and lenders who are growing instead of announcing layoffs. These are your top four stories in real estate brought to you by PropLogix. A little over a month ago, the industry was hit with some surprising new guidance from Fannie Mae that would allow for attorney opinion letters in lieu of title insurance policies. So what did we do? Well, we called up Diane Tom last week, CEO of the American Land Title Association, to get their input on these new changes. Diane, welcome to Four Stories.
1: Thank you, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Diane, a uh, lot been going on in the industry. Uh, what can you tell me, though, specifically uh, Fannie Mae's recent guidance on allowing for attorney opinion letters in lieu of title insurance. What can you tell me about that?
1: Yes. Well, as you know, Jordan, the announcement came out, gosh, it's been over a month now. And I think it took us all by surprise. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we have been working towards with both the GSEs, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, is sort of engaging and that's a big theme for us this year, but it's been sort of ongoing. As you may know, um, ALTA actually has a GSE committee and um, you know we have met with them regularly. So we were a little caught off guard not to have been um, aware of this on the front end. Um, but as you know, last week we had our advocacy summit here in Washington. And as a part of that, we do have um, a series of our board members and some of our engagement folks from different committees. And we use that opportunity to meet with folks on Capitol Hill Um, elected members. But we also use it as an opportunity to meet with our regulators. And in this case, we also met with both um, the Fannie Mae folks, the ones specifically who are working on this issue, as well as the Freddie Mac folks. So that's a little background for you. And what we found was, yes, they sort of altered their guidance to allow for in very limited circumstances, the attorney opinion letters, And um, it was to mirror Freddie Mac's um, guidance that already existed that we actually found out. So we gained a lot of new information last week. That has been around probably since 2009. Initially, Mm -hmm. we thought that was just in the last couple of years. And it was created, again, in a very rural situation to sort of... Um, support some needs there but um so when fanny announced that um, there was you know a lot of uncertainty on our end as to what the purpose was and how it was going to be used and really I think at the end of the day does it really provide the coverage that the ultimate consumer will need so mm-hmm. we learned from them that they were again, You know, planning to use this in limited circumstances. There are many sort of reasons, uh, um, ways that when they're not allowed to use it, I think our concerns are that might not indeed at the end be the case. And what we're doing right now is looking at what the attorney opinion letters really does cover and making sure that they really understand. So I know that's a long um, answer to that. It's an ongoing effort on an educational piece from our end, and we also had Mm -hmm. an opportunity to meet with the folks at fhfa and as you know um, we had as one of our speakers the deputy director of fhfa who really confirmed the importance of title insurance and what we do and then the following day we met with the folks who were involved with overseeing this um, approval of the guidelines and how they can be interpreted so i think they had requested from us some additional information there were some things that they didn't really look in look at and understand so this is going to be an ongoing dialogue because you know right. at the end of the day it will be the lender who makes the decision whether or not to use this.
0: Yeah and you touched on on the on kind of the risks and uh, on coverage for consumers and consumers um, what what risk do you, does Alta kind of see this kind of bringing to? Um, the title agent responsible for the closing, is there anything there that they should be concerned about?
1: Well, I think at the end of the day, obviously the title agent wants to provide the best product, right, for their Mm -hmm. customer. And so I think, you know, one of our roles is to make sure we give them the best price. You know, that's something that um, I think we are committed to as an industry. But as you know, we are highly regulated. Um, mm-hmm. And so there are some things that really can't be shifted. So I think the most important thing we can do right now that will ultimately affect the consumer is educate the lenders, right? Because they're the ones who are going to make the decision and they're yeah. the ones who are going to assume the risk by using, you know, some type of coverage that might not have hundred percent. And so we are putting together, you know, all of our data and information to make sure that we do that properly.
0: Awesome. What are some best uh, best practices that you'd suggest that uh, your members and agents continue to follow? You know, that is a great, great question.
1: I think staying engaged with what all the different products that are available and really understanding what they do. I think one of the things that makes our individuals, our title agents um, so unique in particular is that they really are there to protect the consumer. Right. So they're doing all. the uh, even though it's not in their job description, it is something that, you know, we ultimately do. So making sure the consumer understands a lot of these risks involved with taking something that really isn't title insurance is really, really important because sometimes, as we all know, when you sit down to the closing table, there's a lot of different pieces of information and, you know, people are usually exhausted by the time they get to that point. But that's the really critical piece at the end of the day because, you know, particularly with the community that, it's being targeted, sort of the low to moderate first time home buyers, most of them don't have any background of doing something of this magnitude. And it's the largest purchase they're ever going to make in their life. So it's really important to educate and to make sure that folks really understand the risk involved.
0: Thanks, Diane. I think uh, think you answered all my questions. And uh, it's been a real pleasure hearing from you and, and talking about this topic. I know a lot of people, so thanks for being here.
1: You're so welcome, Jordan, you know, and I'll just, you know, share with everybody. It's an ongoing process. You know, we are engaged and um, the FHFA has asked us to provide them with some data and we're working on that and we're working with both the GSEs um, you know to make sure that the way this particular um, approach is um, that there are no unintended consequences and I think that's really the most important piece at the end of the day. 100%
0: thanks
1: Diane. All right Jordan great to chat with you have a great day.
0: We've talked about the market cooling down in terms of inventory, competition, and overall sales, but now we get to talk about the biggest thing home buyers care about. That's right, home prices have finally hit their peak. The FHFA's House Price Index shows that prices rose in the first quarter, but actually began to cool off at the end of April. With that cooldown down in prices, another story surfaced from Redfin CEO saying that sellers are starting to freak out as the market begins its shift after years of record-breaking numbers. Here's his prediction for the market six months from now. Rates are around 6%, inventory is growing, volume will be fine, and prices are going to soften. Sarasota, where is base was mentioned as a market that is more likely to freak out as prices take a step back along with Tacoma and Sacramento. There's been plenty of stories of layoffs recently, and you're probably tired of me reporting them, but here I am telling you that there are actually some mortgage lenders who are expanding their operations despite the market challenges they face. Geneva Financial and New Western are among many lenders who have grown substantially in the past few months, even opening new locations and offices in different states. So it's not all doom and gloom, which feels good to report after the past six months. That's it for four stories. Real estate news doesn't end here. Follow PropLogix on social media. Subscribe and review the show on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Watch behind the scenes footage on YouTube and send us an email at four.stories at proplogics.com to let us know what you think or if you want to be a guest next month. I'll see you next week.